right, so we need to get into uh, the big Threw trip my to bet. enjoy. Ruin my bit, Josh. But... Oh, never <laughs> mind. No, never mind. It's too late. You didn't mention it to him. That's you fair. Definitely didn't mention it. No, I didn't. I've... It's before you got here. It's your fault for being tardy. This is the beautiful thing. The beautiful thing. If we have post production, go. Marky can just start. We can act like that to start the fucking show. Oh no, nope, yeah, right. ruined. I don't want. I, I'm not in the mood anymore now. Oh shit. You so, know what? Yeah, it, so, so the, <laughs> the info. So <laughs> the uh, there's an enjoy trip that happened this week. Uh, RC and JB came down and stayed with me on Friday, and then we got up and went to Toy Ohio, and I worked Toy Ohio all day, and then I got home, and then we got ready and we went to enjoy, and, and uh, it was a good time. How was it? Yeah, it was Tell a blast. Me. Uh, so. Uh, all right, so this is how this happens. All right, uh, this is gonna. I have a new nickname because of this. So we get in is there. It ass face or no? No, no, it's oh. better than that. That, that, that could normal nickname. Yeah, that's my normal. Yeah. <laughs> is it the so, giant asshole to go along with the little asshole? <laughs> that just implies other things happen during this trip that did not happen. Okay, so. We uh we get to Mr. Small's theater. Uh we get checked in, everything like that. We go over to our normal little area where we stand uh by the stage. And uh Rosie the ref's there, so I'm talking with her for a minute. And then like a bunch of the eight eighty students come over and introduce themselves and shake my hand and uh we talk for a little bit and uh I was really surprised by this and you know, this was a nice little time, a little chat. And they go, they go about back to their business because, you know, they're a uh, ring crew. And uh, so I text MV. I'm like, hey, you know, a bunch of your students came over and introduced themselves, whatever. And he's like, oh, that's great, you know. Uh, and it made me feel like I was the prince of Pittsburgh. Like I, I was like a godfather. I came in. They were showing me some respect, you know. Uh, I don't know. It was funny. I was just like, I'm just a guy that's watching other guys beat up other guys and girls. <laughs> and then... No. Uh, and then speaking, we talk about it on the internet. Yeah, and then uh, I was speaking with uh, our new representation, uh, the attorney, uh, the gavel, David Lawless, and uh, I introduced myself to him. And uh, before I could uh, say much else, uh, a bunch of the ring crew kids that were tearing down the ring at this point, at the end of the show, heard my name, turned around, and got very excited that I was there. Uh, so it was uh, very surreal uh, throughout the night. For these things that's, to happen that's like bizarre world who would have thought yeah uh and also uh toddy tondera was running merch for enjoy so i got to speak with him for for like 20 minutes when i went over just to get a enjoy pin so uh it was a good time a very good time uh i love what was the uh, best match on the card hmm mm. mikey versus gannon jones jr i think yeah that was like, really good it was it had the the crowd in the palm of their hand like it was something else. Um, close second would be uh, uh, the production against Bird Law. Um, yeah, yeah, I think those were my my top two favorites. Um, but Mikey Mikey's match was just had me going insane uh, for all the uh, stuff that happened, and then I'm not going to give anything away because I want everybody to be fully invested in it when we go to watch it uh, next month. Those are two guys who are who are now singles wrestlers in enjoy and doing a fantastic job. That Gannon Jones, he's got the size and the look, and Mikey is is I, I just I I love that. What a cool uh, uh, 
you know, comparison of styles right there. Oh yeah, yeah. Mikey's Mikey's such a good underdog. That's that's all I'll say about the match. It was it was and so how good. did Derek mesh with uh with speedball? So that match was the way that the things were with the crowd, it was hard to be able to see and get into certain parts. So I'm gonna need to watch it back again because I was so distracted by so much other stuff. Like while stuff was happening, I feel like I didn't give that match, I couldn't give that match enough like true justice to like explain things, but I thought it was good. I mean, there's some really innovative stuff in it. Um I I, you know, I really enjoyed what I saw or remember of it. So I need to I need to watch back to remember more because I just I don't remember a ton. That's awesome. Marcy, you got your picture with uh MV? I did. I was very excited. <laughs> so I saw you were one happy gal all weekend. I was swooning a lot. MV's <laughs> a good hugger. I uh, went Is up it? to him to to hey. inter- to talk to him and he uh <laughs> we shook hands and then <laughs> what are you, are you barking over there again? Will you stop? You won't let me talk. <laughs> talk. Yeah, now I lost. Now you got me all flustered. Be gentle. About, be gentle, brothers. Speak. Speak. <laughs> S tier hugger. That's what I was going to say. That's pretty hugger. awesome. All right. And yeah. and look, I, I know we're going to do the review of uh, the AIW show. I got home late from that for that, but uh, I enjoyed what I saw seeing Carlito um, on TV. So seeing you guys tweet your stuff and then seeing everyone, whoever didn't go to the uh, enjoy show, seeing our friends who are over at the uh, Youngstown show. Um, it was fun to follow this weekend. Um, I, I was very, very happy for all of you who went to enjoy. It just seemed like everybody was in such a good mood. Um, and that's that's pretty awesome. I get jealous. I miss out on that kind of stuff. The vibes yeah, enjoy, yeah, the vibes for enjoy are just on another level. They're everybody's happy and the crowd is so different from like an AIW crowd or any other wrestling crowd. They're just, it's very, it's very strange to, to, I can't really place it, but it's just, it feels really wonderful. And I feel like just Pittsburgh wrestling in general, like with what we've stumbled into with 880 and with enjoy, um, it's really, really, um, just i don't know it's hard to explain i just really like it that's it's, cool it's, it's my love right now like my heart's in pittsburgh with them so i think the easiest way to say it for enjoy is just like with the crowd that's that's my people that's great i'm glad to hear that that's really pardon, great pardon the pun i really don't mean for it to be a pun but they're there to enjoy the show it's great essentially yes it's uh it's so different and it's not like you know you got like I mean, let, uh, let's let's look at it this way. Like, there was a lot of comparisons and, and stuff being thrown back and forth between like AIW homers and stuff like that. There was five hardcore AIW fans that chose Enjoy over AIW for this show. Enjoy doesn't run every month. Enjoy runs maybe three, four times a year, but they put on the best show. AIW runs all the time. They put on excellent shows all the time. It's okay to miss one every once in a while and, yeah. and, and, and go enjoy, uh, enjoy wrestling. So I'm, I'm not going to hold myself to have to go to every AIW show to be like an AIW loyalist and supremacist or whatever people are trying to push, uh, out there on the internet. It's not like that. No, there's no, but, there's no reason to do but that. You had, no reason but you had five yeah. hardcore AIW fans that went there and yeah. had a fucking blast. Like they're the talents different. 
there is some crossover. You know, we got the production, we got Mikey, we got Gannon, we got a couple people, but there's so much other talent that gets used that doesn't get used in the IW that we get to see. It's wonderful. And that's, yeah. I think that's a treat to be able to do that a couple times a year. So, I mean, look, you don't have to go to every show to to be a super fan. You want to go to a different show, you go to a different show. There's no reason AIW is running again next week. They're running, you know, two weeks after that. You have your choice of shows you can go to for that company that does it, you know, that that runs monthly. Mm-hmm. But for a company that doesn't run monthly, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I mean, I I enjoy going to like I have to pick between ETU and Creative Pro at the end of July. I'm going to Creative Pro only because, you know, they only run once every like two months and my daughter likes it. But, you know, you just, some places you just got to choose where you're going to who you're going to see, mm-hmm. um, you know. Friday night, I went to this is for our our loyal listener Zach. I went to a uh, something called the Joy of Saki. It was a hundred and thirty five dollar ticket. I got like five months ago. It was fifteen of the finest Japanese restaurants vendors surrounding this inner circle of five hundred bottles of sake. And I can honestly say I drank. I must have filled my cup about forty plus times. Um, I ate about. 15 hand rolls. I had between 12 and 14 Wagyu beef rolls. I went insane with like the, the Arctic char and all this stuff that was there. It was, it was a great night. I also had a $2,000 bottle of sake, which tasted like a $5 bottle of sake. So don't let anybody tell you that um, you have to uh, buy a $2,000 bottle of sake because it, uh, it tastes the same. Right on. Speaking of Zach, we saw Zach at Ohio. Yes. You call him twice within a week, but you call him at old week before, too. I did. It's very, very nice to see him pop up uh, over here. I didn't even know he was in town until until you're like, oh, yeah, Jack bought me a, a drink at old. Wait a minute. How did he buy you a drink at old? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. He, he, he brought, brought you a, a bunch of snacks. He brought me like a like a whole bag of snacks from Bucky's. And uh, he also brought me my uh, glow in the dark Doomhausen figure. So I, uh, I too have a Doomhausen figure. Oh, you got a Doomhausen? I didn't yeah. get one of those. Maybe I'll not yet. To... Maybe it's in the mail. I'll have to ask him and see if I can send him some cash for it because I have the other Danhausen thing that he made the uh, uh, Midsummer one. Yeah, he's the best. By the way, I love Zach. He's a yeah. positive guy. I just I like him being a part of what we are here. Yeah, I actually had a friend of mine who was on vacation down south last week, came to the RAPW show with a bag of the uh, Bucky Beaver Nugget, whatever the fuck they're called. It's yeah, I got some of those. Yeah. Look, are fucking good. Are they? What are okay, they? cool. What are they? They're Beaver Nuggets. I, I have no oh, clue, honestly. I have a bag of them sitting on my counter, but I haven't tasted them yet. Oh, you eat I, them? Oh, I thought they were like toys. I thought Zach <laughs> that he was making toys. We're well, not talking about nuggets? Zach anymore. Yeah, we're making beaver nuggets now. <laughs> if they're, if they're like they're like a like a uh, like a corn puff covered in like brown sugar caramel. Ooh, Ooh I like that. It's like a, it's like just like a uh, yeah, just a just a, just a just a sweet corn puff basically. They're really fucking good. Nice. Yeah. I like that. But Hell I yeah. by the way, but I got distracted because my daughter ran in. But listen, sake. If they ask you, do you taste notes of apple? I say no over and over again. I don't know what they were tasting, but by the 40th glass, you really can't taste your own mouth after a while. So like it, you know, I didn't realize how drunk I was until I woke up the next morning, but it was, it was for Zach. I know he asked, it was an amazing event. I wish people, more people come with me next year. Cause it's very cool. They do it every year in June on a, on a Friday night. 
I don't think I've ever had sake, to be honest with you. Oh, it's great, man. Next time you go to a sushi place, you go for sushi, get get a, just a cold glass of sake. It is delicious. Now you can't, I don't like sushi. No, I would never, that's never going to happen. Yeah, it's, don't it's kill my line. vibe, Jayhawk. Just it's, go in there and get some teriyaki or something. I'm sure at some point we'll take my older daughter out for, out for dinner for her birthday and she'll want sushi. Is that like her favorite thing? I'm sure yeah. I will end up at a sushi plate at some point. Yeah. That, that's not something that I'm going to be going out of my way to do. I'll have I'll fuck some sushi up anytime. Yeah, Marsh, you lived out Long Island. There's so many sushi places. Is they're everywhere. Marsh, she always gets sick when she eats sushi because she eats like fifty or sixty at a time. So and she vomits profusely. What? <laughs> what? Why are you starting these rumors about me about sushi? <laughs> I don't I don't know where that. Have a problem going. eating the fish? Do you, Mark? Are we still talking about wrestling? Then, oh. then, then, Mar- <laughs> then Marcy has worms too. That's the other thing I found out this weekend. See, that's kind of strange. <laughs> arf, arf. Marcy, how much do you love Street Fighter Six? I love it so much. I want a 15-game win streak with Manon. And you're using that that little keyboard thing you bought? This, this, the Bridget? Yeah. Of course, because I'm a fucking stereotype. I have to buy like the one controller named after the, the trans fighting game character. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, but so. I just don't know how you use it without directional keys, like directional stick, joystick. The buttons are the stick. Uh, so yeah, like, I'd never be able to use that. I I don't know. My brain is not making it work yet, but I'll get there. Well, if you went on a 15-fight win streak, I think you're doing pretty well. Oh, no, I went back to pad for that. Oh, oh okay. All right. Well, you tried. I give it I, to you. I'm not ready for ranked with this thing. <laughs> it's IW Guide. That's a long one. Wow. I'm Butters, the Prince of Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm Marcy, the puppy of Pittsburgh. <laughs> I am Jayhawk, the bane of Pittsburgh and Gifted. Yeah, I'm Jay Gold. I'm nowhere near Pittsburgh. <laughs> Before we get into what's on, can I just I, I I think I can say that publicly because they're on the flyer, even though their magic aren't announced yet. Brotherly Love coming to RPW next month. I'm really excited to get a chance to work with them. Right Who's on. that? Who's Brotherly Love? The tag team from IWC that's all the cheese dick shit. Oh, Chief those dudes. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm 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 way too excited to get a chance to work with them next week. Like I'm really happy they're coming in next month. I mean, I'm sorry. Make sure they don't cover you in cheese whiz. Oh, I, I have not heard what I have not heard whether the can of wig can come in with them or not. But far as I know, as far as I know, it's just those two guys and Dior. But nice. I mean, if they want to win the people over easily, you just give out cheese whiz. Yeah, I got a line for that, but I don't want to get canceled. So I'm going to just <laughs> get right on by it. Uh, it's time for our patron shout outs because we have two of them now. Nice. Growing, slowly growing. Yes. Shout out to Zach and shout out to Christopher. Our thank you. Two patrons. Thank you. Thank you, Zach and Christopher. Yes, That's pretty fucking so rad. It's got to start somewhere. So we appreciate it, guys. All right. Uh, so I guess maybe we should do what's, what's on? on. What's what's on? Uh, let me see if I got a button for that. What's on, what's on this weekend? This weekend? We'll start with the fight TV side of thing. Court Ohio Valley Live, Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Also, Thursday, 11.30 p.m. Eastern time. Cantino Brother Breckling presenting Fight Night 9. On Friday, June 23rd at 10 p.m., Hood Glam presents Sunny Day. And no, Tammy Ketch is not on that card. Should go without game, but some people would probably think, would probably, hey, would probably ask that question. Uh, we've also got a GKW show airing live on Friday, June 23rd. Now, it's listed as being 11 p.m. Eastern on 
on Fight website, but the show in Chicago and the flyer at 8 p.m., which would be a 9 o'clock Eastern start. So I don't know what time that show actually starts. Keep turning in the fight to, for the actual start time on that. It starts at a time. Yes. Saturday morning, June 24th at 6 a.m., our friend, our friend down under present PWA Black Label Requiem for a Tag Team. Also on Saturday, uh, on Fight Pay-Per-View, 7.30 Saturday, June 24th, World Wrestling Council 50th Anniversary Show. That's WWE Puerto Rico. Carlito's on that card. Uh, rather, Eddie Colon's on that card. A lot going on with that one. Also, Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Back to Fight Plus. Unsanctioned Pro 5th Anniversary Show. 8 o'clock on Saturday, June 24th. Game Changer Wrestling presents Mastermind. Also at 8 p.m. on Saturday, Glory Pro Wrestling presents Locked Up. That does feature Warhawk and Cody Lane in a cage in the main event. And then Sunday, June 25th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Game Changer Wrestling versus New South 2, exclusively on Fight Plus. Rena Yamashita and Corey Rec against Kenki Page and Kylie Electa, among others, already announced for that particular show. Uh, the AIW show on Friday night from Temple Live, it's not on the schedule act of the recording. I'm sure it's going to be there, but it's, oh, not, of a, course. it's not on the schedule for whatever reason. It'll be there. Well, it has to get on top of their uh, shed, apparently. Yeah, and let's I, make sure I, we I, tell I, everybody, by the way, because that show is going to have uh, 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 Devon Dudley and uh, a, a ton of others, so check out the flyer. Um, you know, it's Mance versus Dom. Oh, that's going to be so um, wild. Yeah, that there's a pick your, pick your tag partner match. Wes and Bishop versus Derek and his mystery partner. Um, so there's and there's a four way women's match. I think it's Ziggy, Jocelyn, Katie Arquette. And I don't know who the fourth is off the top of my uh, head. Uh, Becca. Becca. Oh, Becca. Right, right. So it's going to be it's going to be a pretty, pretty well, stack card. Oh, the Barbarian and Kaplan. Yeah, Barbarian <laughs> and Kaplan is happening at that show yes. as well. Yes, that's going yeah, to be well, real. I, I, I would have much rather seen that even a couple of years ago, but I, 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 that's going to be a train wreck, and I, I love it. I can't imagine where that's going to go. I hope the barbarian smashes something over Kaplan's <laughs> melon. <laughs> I can't even imagine what what kind of bumps the barbarian's going to take. But you know, he according to John Thorne, he can pull off the face paint. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Marcy will be in attendance for that. The three of us will be live tweeting it. So yeah, absolutely. Making me go alone this time. Yep. Well, well, you won't be alone. JB will be there with you. I know. But as far nope. as the podcast representation. Oh, it'll be fine. Well, the four of us are we'll all going to be, be at Absol. We'll all be yeah. at Absol with merch. I, I won't. And bells on. Oh, you won't. That's right. Fuck. I'm going to be camping. camping. Oh, God damn it. All right. Well. Could be doing gay uh, shit in the woods. You know, I'll have to I'll have to do some maneuvering. I'm planning on it, but certain circumstances have kind of changed my situation. Why well, may not be able to get there, but. We'll figure it out, Jayhawk. We'll figure it out. I, uh, depending on your schedule, can always uh, get your ticket. Ain't, yep. ain't, no, ain't a problem. We got uh, Patreon money for that. So, <laughs> Mars, what do we got on IWTV before we get our guests on? I think they're getting antsy. Over on IWTV, as always on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, it's Wrestling Open. Also on Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Time, New Texas Pro presents the Texas Contender Series 20. On Saturday, June 24th, Pro Wrestling Magic presents Closing Time. Uh, also, Saturday, June 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, H2O presents The Last Generation. Sunday, June 25th at 3%, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, NFW and Invictus Pro presents Northern Conquest. Uh, and on Tuesday, we have a live premiere from New Fear City presenting Hell's Pit. Featuring, oh boy, Casanova Valentine versus Danny DeMonto. 
Oh boy. <laughs> uh, yes, will, everything going on. Uh, also Thursday uh, on IndieWrestling.us, 880 Wrestling's Thursday Night Fights. It's free if you're in New Kensington, PA at 8 p.m. Go check it out. Go see all of uh, MV's kids and MV Young wrestle, and it's a good time. And there's lots of great stuff happening on that show. That's on the Twitch, right? Uh, it's also on their Twitch. Yeah, they got like a Twitch. There's uh, sometimes it's up on um, YouTube live to YouTube, stream. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's lots coming. So yeah. uh, I will Maybe obviously. I believe it's running on Friday too, if I'm not mistaken. They are. Yes, uh, they are running. They'll be on YouTube live. So I will probably have my phone set up to do or uh, my tablet set up to do 880, and I will be watching fight on my TV. So <laughs> nice. It's a busy weekend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so let's. Anything else before we get our guests in? No, I think we kept them waiting long enough. Let's do it. Okay. Doing interviewing. Marks on the internet that ask the questions that they think are cool to ask. I sent the link, so we're just waiting. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest tonight, the most fashionable tag team on the scene today, the fashionista of professional wrestling, Calvin Contour, and Mr. Design, Tyler Klein, The Runway. Did, hey. did, did he get that wrong? Did, oh, you're in did he get now. it wrong? Shame, but no, no, he didn't get it Shame. wrong. He didn't say it for that. He didn't say he, he stumbled on the fashionista part. Yeah, I said it, I had to do it, it twice. It, it's, it's okay. He's just in awe that we are, that I should say that I am in the presence of this podcast. So I understand. I get it. It's all good. No, all I see is a black screen. I don't know how much awe I'm supposed to have with that one. But... <laughs> Ooh, um, excuse me. Hey, fade, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna act like you didn't say that. <laughs> you you have to forgive you have to forgive Butter there, Calvin. He gets really flustered around pretty people. Oh, well, Butter's Thank got you. flustered. Yes, thank goodness. Okay, <laughs> wasn't me. Okay, so yeah. uh, I always like to start this off with some fun questions uh the first being what is the worst ring name you've ever heard oh god jeez oh, man boar maybe oops oh <laughs> wow. i'm starting hot i'm starting hot you're, you're gonna have some heat brother <laughs> wow oh that was that was harsh i mean you know I mean, I don't want to give away head. spoilers, but uh, I think there's yeah, there's, no, some, no, no. Don't you dare. Listen, don't you there's dare. some tension from uh, last uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, so I kind of I have an I have an interesting answer. So now, whenever you say ring name, can it can it be like like you want you want someone like that's used it within a crowd or what somebody was supposed to be called and they weren't called? I mean, that works oh. too. Yeah, like uh, we. Uh, <laughs> When we had Derek and Ziggy on, they gave us some really great ones from like uh, some uh, was um, some West Virginia uh, teams and stuff like that. The the oh. Davidsons and stuff like are that. You, Calvin, are you gonna say Jinx? No, I was not gonna oh, say Jinx. Don't do that. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. I would be allowed uh, to say that. You are not allowed true. to say that, Mister Klein. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, no. So. I feel like I need to tell a quick story <laughs> to answer this question. I promise it will be short. Okay. Oh, you don't have to keep it short. Go right ahead. We're not on a time so, limit. Whenever I was in training, um, anytime like 
somebody would do something good or whatever, I would clap and, and you know, like, Hercules, 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 you know, like, it's fun. <laughs> so the original idea that my trainer wanted for my character was little Hercules. <laughs> I've, I've heard just, work ideas just picture that real quick and this was like when i was about like maybe like 150 155 like i was smaller right like i'm not like you know and in general i i just don't i didn't see it yeah no i don't uh i don't think that would have worked uh at all and then i introduced them to calvin and he was like nope you're right calvin it is I think it works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could have another idea in your back pocket and keep right. the motor trying to counter you no, with something like no. little Hercules. No, right. no, no, no. When no, the inevitable not. when the inevitable singles run comes, little Hercules might work out for you. Oh god. No. Uh I might accidentally bring a sign that says that to the next enjoy show. <laughs> no, <'cause> you <laughs> <did>. <laughs> I mean, oh, hey, chance. it's a part of my history, you know? Like I, I just it, it is what it is. Uh, to be honest, I've never brought a sign to a wrestling show, so you don't got to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's always the first time, and if I was your first, I'll take it. Uh, okay, uh, so my next question. Did either of you backyard wrestle? Not in that sense. Like I would throw my brother off the trampoline. We used to have a big trampoline when we were kids, and <laughs> like I had a friend who had all these like all the, like the smackdown wrestling games and kidney and i was the only person in, in my school that had like those giant trampolines mm-hmm. so kids would come over and hang out and jump on it and my friend and i would like just jump up and slam each other down um i would wrestle my brother on it he wasn't in he wasn't like a wrestling fan and that lasted for all of like five minutes before i kind of like whipped him i was like maybe 13 at the time and he was like I whipped him and I forgot and just he just went right off the trampoline and <laughs> like four Jesus feet Christ. onto the ground. I mean Calvin's met my brother. I think that the reason my brother the way he is is because of me and the constant trauma. So <laughs> I mean if you count that as like backyard, then yeah, as a kid, but other than that, no, not like production value. Somebody in my height somebody in my elementary school had that and I was like, mm, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just going to give a, a short-winded answer and say no. <laughs> Were you what then what if you didn't backyard wrestle, what was your exposure? What was your first exposure to uh to wrestling? What do you want to what would you what do you think was the, the that one thing that clicked in you to say, okay, this is what I like or I, I like watching this? Where what era was that? Oh, so um I actually was turned on to wrestling very early. Um, my dad was always a fan. Um, the earliest memories I have were from the original Monday night raw, like 1993. Um, and it probably was even a little bit before that. Um, but you know, I was very young, so I, I don't really remember when, um, but I was into it very early. Um, growing up, I wasn't into comic book characters, superheroes, power rangers, my heroes were wrestlers. Um, those are my comic book heroes. That's what I was into. Um, and really, I, I I don't know if it was the costumes or you know the the performance aspect, um, but I I just always resonated with it. Um, and even at times where others didn't really 
didn't really know about it. Um, I it was it was something that that was my thing. It was always my thing. It was always my passion. So, um, you know, of course, I always had the wrestling buddies growing up, and you'd wrestle with them or whatever. And I had a few, you know, buddies who I was, you know, we would wrestle the the pillow pals or whatever. But um, you know, I, I just really was into wrestling from an early age and I, I was just really drawn to it. I think, I think what we found out from a lot of, a lot of talent who we've had on there's, there seems to be two trains of thought. It's either you backyarded, you beat you beat yourself up as a, you know, in your mid teens, or you were exposed to it at a really, really young age. You have your favorites. Mm-hmm. You understood if it was real or fake, you understood what your, you know, what your parents told you yes and no, you couldn't do. And then you had your favorites and then you you went on your way either to play sports in, school, in high school, college, and then went to wrestling, or you were just obsessed with it from a very young age all the way through. Well, so yeah, like, it sounds, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was like obsessed with it as a young kid. And then like with all like the early, because you know, I'm older, but like in the 80s and everything and like Macho Man and all that, I loved them. I had like books where people bought me like, me and the story or whatever like i was a fan and like it was like this kind of like craft thing a family member made and then the attitude error came around and somebody cursed on tv and my parents wouldn't let me watch it anymore because they were way too protective but that's like and i fell out of it until i was like much older but still tried to like a little bit because all my friends were obsessed but uh my final question uh is pre-show ritual so what is your pre-show ritual before you head out to the ring me telling tyler to chill the fuck out me pacing like a crazy person (laughs) all over the place and wanting to wanting talking like a million miles a minute probably a lot of makeup a lot of glitter yeah pretty much that's that's my pre-show ritual (laughs) getting nervous really really for me um it's just getting the right headspace um so you know i like to loosen up a little bit i like to do a few squats i like to you know stretch out a little bit before we go out i um like to run in place a little bit just to kind of keep loose um until that music hits but um for me i'd have to agree pre-show ritual you know i got to put on a little bit of glitter got to make sure i'm looking um how i want to look in those lights especially at enjoy wrestling um because i want my face to shine and I want everyone to see me when I walk out of the curtain. Um, but really, it's just getting in that mindset that, you know, this is my time. And, you know, I'm going to take it. And this is when we're going to prove that the runway deserves to be at any show we're on um, and entertain the crowd. Well, I'm glad you changed it to we instead of me, me, me. Like you were that entire oh thing. Oh, my God. Here we go again. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's us, the brand. Well, Come on. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to get into some of the the what we call kind of the housekeeping questions. I want to learn a little bit more um, because I, I was exposed to you guys through ex- Enjoy, um, and I did a little bit of research looking looking up your background. So you, you're both from one. Um, Tyler, you're from New Jersey, right? Yeah, originally I was in Bumble. I mean, um, I was almost yeah. I was born in like Salem County, which. Mm-hmm. You don't really need to know where that is. It's pretty much almost Alabama of New Jersey. It's like if you look at the state, it's literally the ass of the state. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 pretty. It doesn't even have a turnpike number. And for people who might know about Jersey, everybody's like, "What turnpike exit are you on?" I'm like, "I don't have one." <laughs> but yeah, that's right. That's where I grew up. Um, sneaking 
is so funny, like sneak, sneaking like CZW, like middle of nowhere, only had direct TV up at two o'clock in the morning, trying to sneak watching like CZW on the TV, which was funny for me because it was just like one of those things I didn't never thought I'd actually watch. But that's how I got really interested in more indie wrestling. Was CZW. And you were, I mean, if you were down there, I, I mean, I went to school in Delaware. I, I lived in Jersey for a, lo- a lot of my life. Um, if you were down there, then yeah, that's CZW country and uh, mm-hmm. and what, Chikara country, if you go a little bit further over? Mm, yeah, if you go a little bit further over, yeah. But like when it came to stuff that was on TV, mm-hmm. it was like CZW on like UPN. I'm like showing my age right now, but it was like two o'clock in the morning like that's what it was for me because I never watched it around my family. Cause after a certain point, they like, were like, Oh, there's like n- naked people and lots of cursing and all that. And I'm just like, okay, well I'm going to try and sneak it. So then I sneak CVW, one of the most like bloody violent, like promotions out there. And I'm just like, what the heck was I thinking? I mean, it was great to watch. I mean, like Nick Mondo, sexy Eddie loved all those guys when I like, ruckus everything like um, it's so cool and i've like told sexy eddie that before like he's watch you when i was a kid really late at night (laughs) (laughs) that must have felt good (laughs) it did it was really cool but yeah no that's i mean i grew up there and i've kind of i never went back (laughs) oh i dig it and calvin you're from pa right i am pittsburgh pennsylvania born and raised so so you guys sorry you guys (laughs) trained together then and or, or did you train together and what brought you, did you both train in Pittsburgh or where did your careers kind of, how did you guys intersect? I, so I trained in Pittsburgh um, under the international wrestling cartel. Um, and then um, Tyler, do you want to tell them where you trained? Uh, yeah. So I actually started training in uh, Massachusetts uh, with the bell time club up there um, a while ago. It's hard to even remember. Uh, but that's where I started. And then I hadn't really wrestled any matches because of work-related things, stuff like that. And uh, Calvin and I actually became friends over Instagram um, just because I was kind of trying to find what I wanted to do with my character and stuff like that. And Calvin had just debuted, and I debuted a little bit after. And we just kind of like started talking. And I was like, I really love you know the character. There's so many people out there, but when you find somebody who has a really cool character, is really big for me in wrestling. And when you find somebody who kind of emulates a really strong, really over the top character, because I'm a, like, like I said, I love like old school 80s Macho Man, things of that nature, where it was big time character, big personality. And we became friends via Instagram and just kind of talked for a while. Um, I came out here, what, four plus years ago? Uh, to visit and go to an IWC show, go to premiere when it was around two. Love the area, love the people that I met. And about like three months later, I was like, you know, having some things and I wanted to kind of like do more with wrestling and was like, hey, can I move out to Pittsburgh? And I just needed a soft reset on, I needed a hard reset on life. And that's kind of like where it all started as far as for us being friends and, and, you know, and being roommates and stuff like that so and who put you together who thought it was the idea to, to say hey okay you guys are going to be this is your tag team you know wh- where did that happen i think we so, kind of did didn't we yeah so we always had the idea um at first we 
we didn't really want to. We were just like, eh, like I don't know. I don't know if it's a good idea. I don't know if we should. Um, but then uh, I'm trying to think. I think our first time we tagged together was at Rise Wrestling. My tag partner at the time couldn't make a show. And it was a part of a storyline where we were end up going to break up as a tag team anyway. So um, it was just an easy fit for Tyler to kind of fit in there into the story and then just from there we started teaming other places and kind of you know building what we have today um and that was back in i want to say fall of 2019 so uh we really started um teaming and gaining and not gonna say gaining momentum but teaming and kind of understanding our dynamic right before the pandemic um you, so you abandoned me in that first match too like <laughs> oh my god here we go you literally like i came i, I had done uprise i come up to fill a position you abandoned me and then i don't know for some reason i forgave you in a post-match promo i don't know what the heck it was but then it worked out but yeah you you literally jumped off the apron <laughs> So you started feeling like kind of you guys, you started feeling like the chemistry at what point did this uh, iteration of the runway kind of click in and you're like, okay, we are, I mean, cause you're now you're, you're pretty much a top teal top tier heel team. You know, you guys have a lot of momentum and enjoy when you come out, the place just loses their minds. Where did that, when did that click in? Cause the pandemic killed a lot of momentum. So when did you find that kind of like, umph? well, I mean, during the pandemic, we just, while it, while it killed a lot of stuff, we just searched for opportunities to do stuff that was like, uh, like filmed, pre-recorded, uh, Camp Me Prague stuff, being part of theirs. Um, there's so like to just to just to piggyback off what you were saying, Tyler, I I do think that the pandemic is when we started realizing our dynamic, mm-hmm. um, and the reason why I say that, not to interrupt you, but it's yeah. because we had to think of ways to keep ourselves busy during this time where things that we had scheduled were not happening. And I think that's whenever we got especially creative and we were give we were able to find outlets like Tyler mentioned, Camp Leapfrog, that let us build upon our creativity and move forward with growing ourselves as a team and as individuals, um, just to to bring our characters and the brand to the next level. Um, So, you know, I I think we were starting to gain a little bit of momentum before the pandemic, but I think our thought process through that was let's not stop. Let's keep going. Let's do what we have to do to make sure that we're getting our reps in. We're doing honestly what we can do just to make sure that we're differentiating ourselves from other tag teams. And, And figuring out like social media during the pandemic, photos things of that nature but like it even so like we sat down with each other during the pandemic like just hanging out and we're thinking like you know what could set us apart as far as you know tag team wrestling goes because some shows you go to like you have just two random guys together or you have a tag team that has like a name and they don't have like matching gear stuff like that we're like well what can we do to kind of be that staple tag team like what can we bring to the table we bring you know our gear is always on point our gear matches you know we have great chemistry and we just kind of wanted to build it because like 
you see a lot of teams that are, you know, very dynamic and everything, but they, they don't have like character or they're not they're We're feeling, we filled a niche or we filled a, a niche in shows like being big characters where you don't see that all the time, I think. And I think that's what we kind of like talked about a little bit and kind of brainstormed on. So uh, I'm going to ask uh, just one more and then I'm going to pass over to Marcy and Jayhawk um, and then I'll come back to it later. But um, what was your, what was your big, what do you think, or either one of you, what do you think was your big coming out as far as, you know, we're a top team match. What match do you think in the last, you know, two years, do you think is like, that's the one, that's the one that put, put us where we are today. Which one do you think it was? Uh, I think we're going to have the same answer for this, but I'm going to let Calvin go first. Um, the one that made me feel like we were a legitimate team that could be put with anybody in any match would have to be, um, well, it's kind of ironic, but I, I would have to say from enjoy wrestling, um, the tag team tournament where we wrestle, we were supposed to wrestle Bussy, but we just wrestled Effie. I think that really pushed us, um, to putting ourselves as a top tag team, especially at enjoy wrestling. Yeah, that would be my answer too. Because like nobody expected us to to beat Pussy. I mean, I think we were the only team to beat them while they were still the GCW Tag Team Champions. But like, if you were there, the amount of hate after we won was ridiculous. And I think we just walked to the back like, wow, <laughs> that was that was it. That was great. And now we're just like, you know, we got this. I like that. That's a, that's interesting. And it, I, I'm I'm trying to remember. I think we watched it together as a as a show. Um, but you said you only wrestled Effie, or you wrestled? I, I don't, so, I'm trying to remember which what so, that when that match was. Yeah. So Ali, um, David Lawless took Ali out at the beginning of the match. So that's whenever it turned into a quote unquote handicap match. Ali came out later on, you know, and. and further on in the match, but that's kind of how it became like a handicap match per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I remember that match. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mars, I'm going to turn it over to you. Oh uh, yeah. So I got some questions since uh, we're deep. Now we are deep into pride month. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to like ask when you both started, like how did you feel it was for like LGBTQ talents to like, actually like kind of get into the business and like, because as a fan, like on the independent scene in the very early years, like 2002, it was not great. Uh, it's definitely come a long way. Uh, but at, like at that point when you all started, how did you feel it was? So um, whenever I started, I knew that I had to do a lot to stand out. Um, I was a smaller guy at the time. I knew I was going to have to do things that nobody was doing at the time. And that's kind of how I started with the flamboyant outfits, with the glitter, with, um, you know, getting as tan as I possibly can be. Um, I wanted, if, if, if I couldn't, how do I want to say this? If I couldn't impress people with my physique that, you know, I'm, con- I'm consistently working on, if I can't impress people with a certain size, I'm going to make sure that people are going to remember who I am when I walk through the curtain. So for me, it was how to differentiate myself. And I was lucky because I had people that saw the uniqueness in what I was doing in my character. And um, really, especially being in the Pittsburgh area, um, it really showed as being a little different because nobody really did something like that at the time and at a local setting. 
So it, it, it was definitely difficult. Um, bookings were hard to come by at the beginning, but, you know, with continuing to build my brand, branching out and just continuing to try to think of different ways to stand out and do something different. Um, I really feel like that set me up for success. Um, don't get me wrong. That wasn't easy. Um, and I know Tyler might've had a few different experiences. Um, but that was my experience first starting was just trying to be different and realize that, you know, it might not ever, might not be everyone's cup of tea, but you're going to know it's different regardless. So with me, like I, when I started in Massachusetts, um, my, my first match was at my school's, my, my promotion, my school, uh, ooh, my school's, uh, promotion that they had. And I wasn't even expecting to wrestle that day. And I got, I got put in like a semi main match versus a 300 pound Samoan. And like, you think being up there, you know, you would have a more sort of accepting crowd. And like, there were kids saying like horrible words. But you know, like next to next to my boyfriend, next to my friends who all came out, like I made them come because I was like, I don't think I'm gonna wrestle, but you're gonna enjoy the show. And they were wrestling fans, and then I ended up like doing it, uh, you know, going out and having a match. But like for me, I didn't come out until I was a lot older, um, like late late twenties. So I had always had this, and, and my my coming out wasn't super great. So I'd always had this worry about you know being myself in public, you know it to a character you know things of that nature and one of my first uh, like the, the one hurdle that i ran into um and i won't say like any forces anything like i was super excited because after my first match i had gotten booked on another promotion up there and i was sitting at work and calvin can attest to this because i was talking because he knew how excited i was and then the day of the show uh the promoter messaged me uh, you know, said that I had lied about my training or, or something like that. And I'm like, I'm wrestling my trainer on the show. Like, that's just not true. And I ended up getting a screenshot of text messages that he had sent somebody, uh, sent my trainer and said like, oh, well, you know, he's gay. Can he be just not be, can he just be flamboyant? Does he have to be gay? And it kind of really messed me up for a little bit i i got scared to be part of wrestling i got scared to you know be myself a little bit and i've been uh there's been a couple instances where i've been sort of targeted outside of wrestling like for being lgbtq just random things or just you know things said and it was really scary at first because i've never been a you know wholly out person until very recently um just because of ways I was brought up and now to see how many different people and, and those people who really led it to, you know, have LGBTQ people and, and they basically have somebody almost every show you see, there's somebody who's part of the community and that's awesome. And it, it's no longer about like, you know, just, you know, being a, a, a gay wrestler. It's like, it, it's just a huge like it's just a huge surge of look at this talent, look at this top tier talent that we have in the community that can just show what they're made of and put on amazing shows and have character and have dynamic and not just be the the staple like you know just the the the, the token LGBTQ person on the show. We have cards like enjoy other places that the, almost the entire card is somebody in the community and it's really great to see. And I think that's I think that's like 
really cool and just the change that we've seen in the past couple of years. I was I was gonna say I was gonna ask how you think it's changed in 2023, but I, you just answered that pretty uh, pretty <laughs> sufficiently. Uh, so I'm just getting it off. Uh, how, you, how do you feel the importance of places like Enjoy that give marginalized talent these spaces? Because we're coming off the show uh, a couple of days ago, sold out once again. Like it's showing that we we that we belong. Yeah, I I mean I personally am still in a euphoric state after this past weekend, like. To me, it just doesn't even seem real. And the amount of work that they put into everything is just crazy. And how well they take care of everybody backstage, it's just, it blows my mind. And, and we have other promotions that we work for that, that do amazing jobs with their talent and, and everything too, like Rise and you know, everything. But Enjoy goes the extra mile and they make sure that you know who they are, whether it's on social media, community events, anything. And it's just really great to see like the level of commitment they have to the wrestlers and to the community. And I, and just to add on to that too, um, enjoy is really a place where when you're in the locker room, there aren't a ton of egos. People are there because they want to be there. They want to get better. They want to learn. They want to put on the best show they possibly can. Um, for the fans and and the, the locker room's full of passion and not saying that you know there aren't other locker rooms that are like that but specifically enjoy wrestling is to me it feels like a home because like tyler said they do take care of us they do take care of their talent they want to make sure everyone has what they need and that stage that they're putting the performers on is top tier top level because they really do want their talent to be portrayed in a different light. And and I think it's amazing that they do have and feature so many different types of characters and people on their show. Um, I mean, even look in the crowd, that is a place where everyone can be accepted and just step out of their reality and enjoy uh, ironically enough, enjoy a show, enjoy a wrestling show and be put into a different reality. I mean, then to bring back like the, the types of people they have in the crowd, like they do a really good job of like policing the crowd. So if somebody's like, they make sure everybody feels welcome. But if somebody is doing something that's you no, know, not up to their standards, like they do take care of it and it's zero tolerance and it's great because you don't have a lot of places that will do that. They'll just see, you know, they'll look past it. And to bring back like the types of people, I mean, July last year, we, we went on during Anthrocon and there was a furry in the crowd, like fully dressed, super hot, middle of July. And it was, it was crazy. It was so much fun even to look out from the ring into the crowd and just see so many different types of people. And they're just getting into it because a lot of the fans, they're not pure or not normal wrestling fans. They come to be entertained. And that's why that crowd is always so hot and that keeps people coming back. All right, Jayhawk, I'm going to pass it off to you then. Okay, go. Cool. One more question kind of along those lines. I mean, when you guys were growing up and becoming a wrestling fan, can really going, uh, not only was there not a lot of LGBTQ representation, but if there was a character that even anybody even thought was gay, they were generally heels, mm-hmm. and they were, and everything was played to get a re- uh, negative reaction from the crowd. How does that? How did that affect you guys? Yeah, you know, once you started realizing your sexuality. <laughs> it's going to be funny because like, I, I said this the other day, even being an, an LGBTQ wrestler, I 
love getting all the hate from anybody. I love getting, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment, but I love when people boo me. Like, I don't have to smile. I don't have to be nice. I can just be me like out there. And I, I love it. And, and to the point where like, you know, back then the LGBTQ character was either, you know, like portrayed as like a sissy or overly crazy sexualized or something like that, or, or not even played by somebody who is LGBTQ. Now it's like, you see those things and it's just like, those don't, they don't stand anymore and it's great to see because now the stereotype has been broken but i mean me personally i love getting booed i love being one of the one of the few like lgbtq heels i don't know why <laughs> but it's but it's effective heel work from you guys you're not you're not you know it's not weak or like cheap heel heat mm-hmm. like you guys are great bad guys <laughs> regardless <laughs> of regardless of you know designation you're great bad guys it's not like when Goldust first came in and the reason he was he got booed was because he acted like he was gay. Like that's mm-hmm. not like that, 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 that. What you guys do is completely different in that regard. I think it's safe to say. I, I mean, and Calvin can say this is like you being being uh, being gay is who I am in wrestling. It's it, it, in being Tyler. It's insinuating that my character is. But I mean, uh, other than that, enjoy. I was rainbowed the hell up everywhere, which I loved. But like, and that's that's the that's the crowd taking that heat and, and putting it on me. But nowhere in my my character, and I, I guess it, it, like I, I can say that you know, the, my my sexuality is not a huge huge part of my character. It's just who I am. It's me, and that transitions into my character. That's that's and I love it. But there's so many other facets of of tyler that showcase you know and being lgbtq is a huge part of it but it's not everything if i if that makes sense i don't know if that does make sense but that's just how i am as a as a gay as a gay man well and i think too you know first things first we're wrestlers and you know it we're there to entertain regardless of anyone's orientation at all Mm -hmm. we're there to entertain um and you know with with my character, I want to keep people guessing. You know, I want to keep people on the tip on on, on their tippy toes. Um, and and honestly, like any character, it's it really just depends on the person to really make the decision on on you know how they see the character. So I don't even really think that any hate that come towards me and Tyler, um, we never take anything. Honestly, it, it, if there's ever any hate that come towards us, especially in the crowd, I think personally Tyler deals with it the best way <laughs> because if anyone ever tries to put sexuality as a negative way, Tyler's really good at putting people in their places and making them feel dumb for making it a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. I try. Because it shouldn't matter, you know, it, like it's 2023, you know, being who you are should just be who you are. Like what, what should be negative about being who you are? Um, but like I said, you know, it's wrestling. Some people buy tickets. They think they can say and do whatever they want, um, which, you know, it's going to happen anywhere. Um, it just comes down to management at different places to handle it, how they see that they should handle it. But um, back to my original point, my original theory with Calvin was you can think he is whoever he wants, but you know, at the end of the day, you're going to remember him regardless of what you think his sexual orientation is. 
you're going to remember him and you're going to be entertained by him. Yeah, you, you keep people guessing. Me, not so much at this point. My butt's usually out, so it's a, it's a dead giveaway half the time. Usually, yeah, that's usually what it is. It's either that or, they're, or I have a rainbow on me, and I'm just like, yeah, I, I think about it. I'm like, man, I don't do a, jo- a good job of, of keeping, keeping people guessing, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I know there's a show I worked with Kelvin back in the day where someone in the crowd was doing all the normal slur chanting, and that guy's still not allowed back at one of our, those shows. So. <laughs> I forgot about that, that, dude. I oh, forgot about that. I'm sorry to bring it up, but that's no, one of no, our big that's that one of our big thing kind of like one of our big thing in the locker room meeting is not no racism and no no making fun of anybody's sexual orientation. Please kick fan out for that. We'll kick you out of the locker room. We don't give a shit. My I mean Calvin says that I'm good at it, but small story time. We wrestled in Georgia about Ouch. what a year and a half ago. <laughs> they had uh, to yep. play our entrance music twice because he got into this huge fight with this woman with like eight kids with her screaming match just back and forth being a heel i walked away i came back i walked away again thought he was behind me got in the ring i posed i was like oh crap he's still not here he was still at rinks he was still at the guardrail screaming at this lady just taking all of that negative energy and just throwing it right back at her it is one of the funniest things that i've ever seen and one of the best things one of the one of the best turnarounds that calvin has ever had were interactions with a fan and it was just like he says i'm good at it but i usually just wink and be like how you like you know make make google eyes googly eyes at him not 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 him (laughs) there's nothing better than throwing negativity at somebody else and making them feel stupid for throwing that shade in the first place Mm mm-hmm and the best place to do it is when you're uh, in wrestling and you and they, you have the control, really. They're behind the barricade. You have all the control there. Oh, yeah. Okay, go. Uh, one more one more wrestling-related thing real quick here as far as your career. Uh, and looking through your cage match, Reholt, I've got a match here from just before the pandemic where you wrestle for the pa- Fanny Pack Tag Team title. What oh, the God. hell is the Fanny <laughs> Tag Team title? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I've no. Been- that was the promo that came up on my memories the other day where we were looking at it and we were like, God, why were we so tiny? I was the one that came up yesterday. It was like the after that, wasn't it? No, it was, I think it was before that. Oh, God. I shaved my head. I Britney Spears myself. It was terrible. Pandemic. What, what so, company was that? That was for uh, Real Shoot Wrestling. Oh. Was it real shoot? Um, it was real no, shoot. Uh, no, no, oh, no. According wait, to Cage no, Match, it was Black sorry. Diamond. I'm sorry. Black, you're right. Yeah. It was Black right. Diamond. It was that rare occasion where we were good guys that's right the black diamond stories are some of the best stories uh we we got to hear about a backstage meth lab from ziggy um Uh and and Derek told us some other great stories as well so uh i I wrestled some interesting places for black diamond wrestling and this was before tyler was in pittsburgh um we wrestled at a fake lego museum in west virginia (laughs) like this it was a lego museum action. it was a lego museum but it was unofficial Interesting. Yeah. Who'd, you, who'd you wrestle because <sighs> that was still whenever i was with katie at the time gosh that's like the least important thing the the thing is I that there's a fake we're lego a wrestling place podcast. A, <laughs> i like fake <laughs> lego place yeah no, we're talking like, about what that. was it like what was it like a duplo museum like no so we wrestled we wrestled outside and i remember the locker room was literally a room of legos um, it was crazy. No, you know who I wrestled? I wrestled Kalam. Okay. I don't think I know who that is. I do. I've worked with him. 
yeah, he 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 was he Shocker. came from the mega school, and K- Katie wrestled Keith Hot, the Bearcat Keith Hot. Don't tell me why I remember that. <laughs> See, Butters, I like to I like to ask because who knows? Who knows? These stories always can you know it could be a, a former somebody you know. We just I just like to find out who everybody is in in, in on there. Oh, like when cool. I found out that the the wrestler that wrestled uh, in Niles that was Mikey turned out to be Paro. Yeah, that was really fun. What? Wait, what? So, so <laughs> there. When Paro first started, he was he played this character. It was like the character of a slow child. He would wear a backpack and he had a spinny hat on. Oh my and god! His name was no. the Super Mikey, and he and he had like Mikey, and then he had like Super Grover was like his oh partner or something. Please tell me there is video footage of this somewhere. Uh yes, uh, Mid- Midwest oh. Wrestling uh, is the name of the company. Uh, it was from Niles, Ohio. There was like three shows. I think he was on one or two of them, and I f- I helped film them. So like I I remember this, and uh, yeah, and uh, turns out uh, it's Paro. So that was a uh, fun find. See, there you go. Now we're, oh we're back God. on track. This yeah, is phenomenal. This is gonna reinstate our Paro strip restraining order for sure. Because I am totally <laughs> just gonna message him all the time. <laughs> this is awesome. You better you better find it. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Uh, can I, got uh, one I know there's more at least photos. I, I know there's at least photos because uh, who's the guy that does photos? Jayhawk that goes to all the shows. Wayne Palmer. Wayne Palmer. Oh. Wayne Palmer for sure has photos of it. Yes, because he oh, he re- he he re- she shot all those shows because I'm I'm in the uh, filming them and I got photos from him so I know for sure he has photos of them like that. So okay, and one last question before we get to our phone call: Have you guys heard of the wrestling sleeve list? The wrestling sleeves list. I don't know. No, the Wrestling Sleeve list was started on the DVD VR message board by Tony Khan a long time ago, and he basically tried to compile like every fucked up thing he ever heard in a locker room. I'm going to read one off to you here, and I'm going to ask you guys if you think it's true or not, and I'm going to kind of pick, I'm going to pick a more tame one for you guys. Uh, Can I pick the number? Oh, you're going to, all right. If you want to pick a number, Jay Gold, I'll go, I'll go off what I'll pivot. I think we should, we should let the guests pick the number. Oh yeah, let the guests pick it. Okay, so you're gonna, number, you number guys, what, you guys what, you're what? gonna pick a number between one and four sixty. Oh, Tyler, do you want to pick one, or do you want me to pick one? No, because my number is probably dirty, so you should probably pick They're it. They're all and dirty, probably, Tyler. Oh, the vast majority yeah, no, of them no, are no, dirty. I was it's not like the matter. dirty, the dirty, the dirty number, number, but I'm pretty yeah, sure gotcha. that that's totally been picked before. <laughs> so I'm gonna let Calvin do it because, yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with lucky number eleven. Number eleven. Steve Lombardi was Pat Patterson's secret lover. Do you think that's true? No. Now, mind you, there's no wrong answer. We just want to know if you think it's true or not. (laughs) Well, actually, hold on. (laughs) I thought we were going to find out something. No, it's the sleaze list. No one knows if it's true or not. I have no inside knowledge of that one. There are a few of these that I have inside knowledge of. This is not one of them. I don't know. So I I met Steve Lombardi once. Oh, do tell. And (laughs) it was at a show in Butler, Pennsylvania. He was on the show, and I remember him coming up to me. He didn't really say anything, but he says, you know, you play the character very well. And, you know, he gave me a really nice compliment. But I don't think there was lust in his eyes. You know what I mean? I don't think there was (laughs) lust in his eyes. Um, So I'm going to say that's why I'm thinking no. That's probably a good response because Calvin's got better, like, radar. He's got better radar than I do. I'm totally oblivious. I'm really bad. So well, you heard probably, it here first. 
<laughs> I, am, I am i am like the most oblivious person i'm like i'm like ooh squirrel like all the time like it's bad anyway, I, 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 i've i've had to tell tyler when certain wrestlers were hitting on him it's bad <laughs> you have to tell me when anybody is hitting on, hitting on me that's fair that's the, that's the bad that's part fair. like literally i will have like scroll brain during a match like looking at like we wrestle members only and I didn't even think about it. And halfway through the match, I'm like, I look at our oh manager. I'm like, Oh, Hey, his name's Calvin too. And then I was like, <laughs> I said it out Let loud me- in front of fans. And he was like screaming the entire time. I'm the real Calvin. And just BC steel just looks <laughs> at me and he's just like, really? Literally the whole beginning of the match was I'm the real <laughs> Calvin at rise wrestling. And uh, I yelled it really, really loud. And Tyler somehow missed it. <laughs> my my favorite my favorite of all time is just wrestling somebody and they looked at me as like I've been doing this since before you were born and I literally without skipping a beat like you can see my face I was like I'm older than you and I just sat there and I'm like wait a minute wait a minute that was dumb why did I say some that people, yeah some people just don't need just should not trash talk it's not yeah he's Cal, Calvin's the obvious Sean of this tag team and I am definitely the Marty I tell him that all the time. He has no, there, there are no Genetti's in this tag team. You guys are, <laughs> oh, you guys are both Sean. Come me, on. <laughs> me. I, now, I, I, never I met, now, I never met Steve Lombardi, but I did meet Pat Patter, and he was being honored at Qualifier Alley the one year I went. And I'm walking down the hallway, and he's walking past me. I got my name badge on. He looked at my name badge and go, oh, you're Jared. You know who was asking about you? I went, no, who? He go, nobody. And he kept on walking. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 like I wrote that to my fucking Pat Patter <laughs> It's gotta be like you just gotta turn around. It's like everybody asks about me, but nobody remembers you. He he went away. out of his way to tell you that. Just just yeah. think about that. I, I, somebody told me that was his way of accepting me. There's just uh, he, he he must he must have you must have said something you like that he heard. He, you know, if he, he dragging <laughs> you like that. Jayhawk <laughs> jokes on him. He's fucking dead, so you don't have to worry. Whoa! <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Damn! Uh, he's not wrong. He's I don't not like wrong. anybody going after my pal Jayhawk. That's ridiculous, dude. I wasn't even quoting it. I was just, I was just happy that Pat Patrick could acknowledge my fucking existence. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Jayhawks a Hall of Famer. That's right, that Hall of Famer. All right, Butters. All right, we got some phone calls. So I'm, I'm nervous. Okay, uh, so first up is the other JB. Hey there, Indie Wrestling Guide. It's the other JB here. A quick uh, diatribe um, or aside before my uh, question for the runway is um, I've got uh, heat with the Grimace. Um, I went to McDonald's last week on Monday to go try his birthday meal to get that shake, and I decided I was like, yeah, I haven't been to uh, Ronald's in a while, so let me, let me go. And got the nuggets, and now I've got food poisoning, so, um, I don't care what, uh, Mayor McCheese says, um, I will, I will kill the grimace. Anyways, <laughs> we've got the runway in the studio today, and this is a question that I've been meaning to ask, um, people in the, um, realm of fashion, because I'm more of an academic person, and I, do look at some of the readings and writings about um, economics and downturns. So I was wondering if the runway has opinions, thoughts on the Hamlin index. Uh, for those that are not 
familiar with the theory, it's that um, the hemline of skirts, so the length, they um, are um, indirectly related to um, economic performance. So in times of recession, um, when there's an economic downturn, the hemlines get longer. Um, and conversely, whenever um, economics are doing better, the skirts are shorter. So anyways, I was wondering if y'all had an opinion on that. And um, yeah, so just let me know. Well, I woke oh. in my experience. I spent a lot more money on women with shorter skirts, but that's... <laughs> that's a, that was, I mean, I'm not into it, but that would be my opinion is that, you know, if, if the recession's hitting and it's bad, you know, maybe people are going to wear shorter. I mean, it all depends. I don't really know. I don't look at skirts. See, I would think that's the opposite, actually. I feel like the shorter the skirt, the better the... Anyway, that's that's besides the point. Um, no, well, I actually... So this is interesting. So I actually once was under the opinion that... And this has nothing to do with skirts, but whenever the economy was not doing so well, uh, guys would wear skinnier ties. Huh. Hmm. So it was the skinny tie represented how the economy was doing, which is why we have different tie sizes. Well, now, of course, it's it's just a, more of a fashion um, preference. But um, so it's interesting that it was the, the, the skirt hemline because I was always under the impression that it was more. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter if it's a skirt or a tie, but I always knew about the skinny tie. And that's where the skinny tie came from was whenever – the economy wasn't doing as well. The ties were a little skinnier because there was less fabric. Thank God you're the academic because I'm just over here like, you know what? More short shorts on guys and short skirts on girls or, or vice versa. doesn't matter. Whoever wants to wear whatever, keep them short because it looks better. I always nice. keep them short. But I think that, I think that also exactly. depends on... Does it, matter? Does it matter if you're wearing a skirt, if you're a guy, girl, whatever. Wear what you want. That's yeah. my opinion. But I, ironically enough, I think I learned that in the economy call. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't think I learned about that. That's great. Yeah. Huh. So that, that was my take on it, which I thought would make more sense. But I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong in hearing that, but did they say that the hemlines were longer whenever it was more of a recession? Or did I did I misunderstand? I think it was no, that's right. it was it was longer during uh downturns and shorter during upturns. Interesting. Maybe maybe the extra maybe the extra no maybe the extra cloth went to the guy's ties. All I'm saying. Maybe I mean during the pandemic everybody seemed to have an OnlyFans. So Jesus Christ! I always I always thought that in a downturn I always associated in in bad economic times double-breasted suits. For some reason, as a kid, I always thought like in the '80s, walking through New York, every man had a double-breasted suit. They always looked kind of like struggling to put the suit on. And then as things got nicer, they did the single breast. And it looks a little bit more up, upbeat and happy. That double-breasted suit looks so depressing. Yeah, I think that like, it, the, I think you're I think you're right because like now when you see if somebody has like money or whatever, everything is more fitted. Sometimes mm-hmm. like the pant legs will be a little bit shorter, shorter ankle. Whereas like if if you're not doing so great, usually you don't have like a nice fitted suit. Right, you don't have a tailor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess, yeah. That's an inter- That's such an interesting question. Oh, my head hurts. JB pain. always gets the job done for us. <laughs> yeah. I like that yeah. question. Good job, JB. Great. I'm more concerned about, like, getting food poisoning from McDonald's. Yeah, also, that was also... <laughs> yeah, I'm I, also super concerned. I, I didn't know that Grimace had a shake. What, oh, yeah. I, it's it's Grimace's birthday. It's purple. 
But yeah, those uh, don't mess with Grimace's nuggets. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I was. I, mean, uh, I remember. I remember when Grimace was actually around. Okay, so like Grimace, the bird. Is, all, is all Grimace a nugget? Purple. Is Grimace a nugget in general? Just a purple McNugget? No, he's, he's just, just a, a monster. Thing. Well, he's a monster. If he was, that's why he's giving out food poisoning. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, right? he should not be that color. He's just I, a blob. I was, I was one of those kids that was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was one of those kids that was like, you had your parents take the photo of you in that Mayor McCheese like death trap in the jail. Yeah, in That's the right. jail. Yeah, I was one of those kids who has like those type of photos. Like you're actually all dressed up and you're literally looking like you're in jail. And the Mayor McCheese had it. The McDonald's like place. <laughs> the metal, hundred degrees on a hot day. You know. <laughs> uh, up oh, yeah. next is AJ. Hey, Andy Wrestling Guide. This is AJ. Um, I don't really have a question so much as a comment. Well, I'm editing through like thousands of photos from Enjoy. I got this absolute banger of an entrance shot for the runway, which rules. It's great. But then I get into the match, and Tyler, I feel like he just bailed on me, bud. No love for the camera guy anymore. Thoroughly disappointed. Still love you, just disappointed. Calvin, we cool. Kick his ass. You didn't bring your Funko Pop to him, and he's shitting on me. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, okay. I always okay. So I always find the camera. I'm sorry, but I do. I try my hardest to find the camera, brother. If you're not finding the camera, I'm sorry. Like, that's more. That's more. That's more for my. I mean, come on. We still have. We we have a runway social media, but we also have our own separate social media. We got to keep it rolling, man. About to about to unload on 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 AJ here. (laughs) Oh man, I don't even know where. Okay, okay. Well, you know, maybe. Uh, I was a little bit more focused on what I was doing in the ring. It's fine. It's whatever. But if AJ didn't dress so basic ringside, maybe oh, I wouldn't shit. have a problem finding him. Hmm. <laughs> and he should be the one that should come to me. I don't have to go to him. So there. And... You know, I, I was going to like be nice and say, you know, we had we did have a lot going on in the match. But you still always find the camera. There's always time. Like, Sounds like there was Just a lot saying. of heat going on before that AJ had something building. No, 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 no. To their faces, <laughs> my God. I'm going right. I'm going right to my Twitter messages right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I do want to ask her whose idea was the the tiara board. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Um, so no. It, well, it was yours, but that tiara board was actually a creation from a former fashionista street fight from actually our opponents. Um, I believe the individual who made it was um, Chest Flexer. I don't know if either, if anyone here is familiar with Chest oh, Flexer. Oh, we know Chest Flexer, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Chest, yeah, chest Flexer's... Um, his his uh, main creation for the fashionista street fight when we wrestled the STDs was the tiara, the tiara board of terror. I guess you could say. Who went through that? Me or you? Uh, chest did. I think. I think we put chest through it. That's true. Uh, this time, this time it was something I. This time I put it together. The, an idea came from him. Let's see what what things did we have that were our. I mean, they were all our ideas. The door. I was getting tired of going through doors. So finally, we didn't go through one that we brought in. Thank God. But you know. But the tiara board is iconic. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot of people online uh, talking about it, so that's why I wanted to bring it up uh, because it was talked about quite a bit online. It hurt. 
I'm kind of curious to see if we're going to start seeing the Tierra board elsewhere. <laughs> I mean, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I've seen seen lots of other stuff. Maybe it's time to, you know, I've seen Legos like, everywhere, like Legos saying, and oh god. I was just about to say they can become the new Legos. Yeah, for it's sure. Time to dump the Legos. Yeah, don't give Legos a bad name. Legos are fun. I have so many Legos. <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to step on them though every day. <laughs> no. Oof still gonna hurt All try right. stepping on those like those weird beads that that the kids like spray water on so they stick together my daughter leaves them all over the floor in the basement i am just they're embedded in my heels <laughs> that's actually might that be doesn't... a new thing too i gotta think about that let's start throwing them at people <laughs> yeah just a bag full of them all right next up is zach hey the indie wrestling guy zach here uh exciting news i just uh arrived in texas paris texas specifically from a long drive from Ohio, and made me wonder, uh, what's some of your favorite road trips? You know, maybe maybe you all have a good road trip story or a good uh, good event you went to. So uh, that's really kind of my question for the week. Oh, also, Marcy, I think my favorite hundred gex song is Seven Forty Seven, uh, but I like that um, that ringtone song is really good. Uh, what I don't like is there's a song about losing a tooth. Uh, that could go to hell. I don't like it. And since I got a tooth pulled, it can go to double hell. I don't know where double hell is, but it sounds terrible. All right. Bye, everyone. Good choices, Zach. Mm-hmm. Your favorite road trip is the question. Oh, yeah. We normally ask that question of our guests. Favorite road trip. And let's tag on who do you normally drive? Who do you ride with? Um. So normally if we go anywhere, it's usually just it's it's just me and him. And we both sit in the car with our headphones in watching YouTube videos or Snape music through our headphones because it's a lot of time to spend together. Uh, <laughs> but I I think my favorite road trip, uh, I don't know what constitutes a road trip, but traveling, um, we were going out to Indiana for, I uh, believe, it was the world's finest. And we had Chase Gold with us. And uh, from IWC, good friend. Um, Calvin got super excited because we passed this giant, weird-looking candle store, uh, which we finally stopped at like three years later. Last time we were in Indiana, so we finally got to go in there. It was a nightmare. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, but <laughs> we, uh, uh, Calvin, you might remember the entire story a little bit better than me. But what was the thing we did with Chase, where you, where it was like the pizza place, the pizza sign? Oh, I was really hoping you were going to bring up this story. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite. It's my favorite, but he was the one that said everything, so I'll let him explain it. Oh, what did I say that was really inappropriate? Um, The what was the name of the place? It was called like Hunt's Pizza or something like that. And is is that is that the story you're thinking of? Yes, it is. It is okay. So I was like, how can I be just really obnoxious? And so I look over to Chase. I was like, oh my god, like you know. My my uncle my uncle Mike owns that pizza shop. Do you know where this is going? Does anyone know where this is going? Uh, yeah, I, I know where you're going with it. Yeah. <laughs> and he and, so and Chase, Chase is like, just... "Oh my god!" And then he says it, and I'm like, and it took him a minute to get it. And he's like, "Oh, screw you!" We were we were parked there for like a good four to five minutes before it clicked in his head where we were going, and he just kind of sat there like, oh, "Fuck you guys." Three guys, big time. Because we just sat there and just like looked at him like he was like he was an idiot. But it was just one of the funniest memories that I have. Because like 
we are we take a lot of road trips, but we usually just drive ourselves. So it's it's one of the few times that we've been in the car with other people, and that was probably one of my favorite ones as far as my road trips would go. Calvin might have a different one. Oh, I have I have a few fun road trips. Um, ooh, uh, I honestly, Tyler, I thought you were going to bring up the road trip that we had with Raylan and Zoe Sky when we stopped. Oh at my the, god the Amish rest stop and took pictures oh with, the, with the horse and buggy. Don't go to Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> As someone that's lived by there, I can, I can confirm that. Don't go there. It's not so bad. That's what I thought you were going to go with. I'm surprised you well, went with that. I mean, one. it was either <clears throat> that one or it was going to be like going uh, with Raylan to uh, high tension and the hotel, but. Oh, that that's was, not a favorite that was road more, story. Like, what'd you say? That's not a favorite road trip. No, story. that's a scary one. I don't want to say it because it's bad. But yeah, go ahead. You go. You go. Uh, my favorite road trip. Okay. Um, this is a hard one. Um, oh, geez, I don't know. Um, favorite road trip. So I think my favorite road trip as a. I have two. So my favorite road trip as a wrestling, as a student of the game, was I was in charge of picking up Ricky Steamboat at the airport for a show that was in Wheeling, West Virginia. And it was the most stressful thing ever. So Ricky missed his flight, um, had to get another flight, was supposed to be at the show, but for a meet and greet, but did not, obviously was not going to make the meet and greet. So I pick him up from the airport in Pittsburgh, had to take him down to Wheeling. It's about maybe like... I don't know, like an hour, 15-ish. So we're cutting it close because he was supposed to be the special guest referee in the main event, right? So, you know, I pick him up. I'm kind of stressed, but I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm going to talk to him. We're just going to talk. We're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to do whatever, you know, just so I can like not stress out about getting him to the venue and then like crash my car. So he was super cool the whole time, felt super bad, kept apologizing to me. And I'm like, man, I think it's just cool that you're in my car right now. <laughs> like you don't have to apologize to me for being late. Like I'm just, I was just the closest one that lived to the airport and could pick you up tonight. I wasn't even supposed to be on the show. So like, it's cool with me. We, uh, we were, I got him to the venue five minutes before he had to run out and count the one, two, three. So that was wild. Um, but then the next day, I had to take him back to the airport to get his rental car so he could go to the show the following night. And um, he actually, it was, I was with him and then Ziggy was with me too. So it was me, Ziggy and Ricky Steamboat before we went to the airport at brunch at the casino that we were at the night before. So that's kind of cool. And I have a story about Ziggy and she's going to kill me for telling you guys this, but I don't care. She 100% drank Ricky Steamboat's water. And he was the nicest guy about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she realized she did it, and she goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Did I just drink her water? She's like, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> and she was, she's still embarrassed to, to about, like, about it till this day. But it, it's a funny joke. Like, remember when you drank Ricky Steamboat's water? That's another really good sign. 
any oh. 100 <laughs> any 100 got her name wrong too which was even better but we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> oh why so i think that was one of my that was one of my like just what is life road trip stories like what the hell was all of that did that actually happen and then to show how nice of a guy he was the next day he felt bad um because it was the same promotion it was iwc it was like a casino show friday night and they were doing their night of superstars show um up in meadville the following night and he felt so bad that he was so late the night before that he ended up doing a seminar for all of the students and some of the wrestlers that got there early and i had the honor of being his um his partner whenever he was going through and showing moves and and everything like uh, along those lines and i've never been so nervous to be in the ring with somebody <laughs> before than Ricky Steamboat. But um, no, it just goes to show that even, you know, people that have been in the business, um, you know, not everyone's jaded. And, um, you know, there are veterans out there that want to see people succeed. And that was probably one of the um, most enlightening experiences I've had in the business. Nice. Uh, I I completely forget the other one that I was going to (laughs) do. Let's just keep going. So let's see, my favorite road trip uh, is when my friend Stacy and Pam and uh, Orange Flacity, we all drove to Fargo, North Dakota to see Dom Guarini wrestle Minoru Suzuki. Really? And, yes. And we drove in a, we got a rental minivan and we drove from uh, Youngstown, Ohio, all the way to Fargo, North Dakota. Woo. It was a fun time. Uh, it was a blast. Um I will never forget the part where on our way home, we got pulled over by the police because they thought we were trafficking people. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, they were, I mean, it happened. We had (laughs) our, uh, the rental vehicle had like New Mexico plates and we were in like Illinois and we got pulled over. Uh, They were like (laughs) riding in the blind spot to check us out. And then they pulled us over and we're like confirming our stories with our driver and like, it was a whole thing yeah that was oh, that was the, the fun story of, of that trip <laughs> you never know what's going to happen on the road i'm telling you yeah josh you travel from from new york to cleveland a couple yeah, times a year you don't have anything fun nothing I, ever happens. more than that but yeah no nothing fun happens because it's just me and my brother my favorite road trip is still going to be me picking bill alfonso up and picking up sabu at his hotel <laughs> and him telling me how bad the jews are the entire drive when i'm like Oh yeah, no, I'm just Josh Goldstein there, Sabu. We're we're cool. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, and he talked about promoters jewing him down over and over again. And I look at Fonzie and Fonzie's just like, uh <laughs> he, he didn't have anything to say about it. So and then I shit you, in Sabu's hotel room. There you go. Let's go back at the end of the night. So I got mine. It it is it is what it is. <laughs> you blew up his bathroom at the end of the day. That's right. When I was in college, we had a, a I even forget what the damn thing was. I'm kind of coming our thing we had to go to for Clack and in Baltimore. But we went like we went a we went a day or two early, but ended the weekend. We're doing the Inner Harbor. And we're walking around the one place in the Inner Harbor. There's a Hooter in the like freaking mall in the, in the Inner Harbor, in yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. And the one girl in our party was a nice looking girl. Like I've never been at a Hooter. I want to take a look inside. Like as soon as she got like anywhere near the door, she started getting catcalled by the people waiting to get in, but they thought she worked there. Oh, <laughs> and then she was like all pissed off there, cat calling her. And I kind of looked at her. I went, 
you were going into a hooter. What did you expect? I, I mean, I, I'm not one of the people that are like you. I'm not one of the you dressed like that, you deserve it type of people. But in that, that situation, that, yeah, you kind of. That's what it sounds like, coming. Jayhawk. That's what it sounds like. In that, in that particular case, like that's why those guys are going to hooters. Like they're not going for the fucking food. I'm sorry. <laughs> I always feel so out of place at hooters. I don't know what to do. I've gone there a couple of them. And I'm just like, wow, this food does suck. The fried pickles are really great. good. Yeah. Oh, let's, uh, no. let's get get rid of Hooters and get more FM boy Hooters. <laughs> yes. Mercy, uh, was your is your craziest story the one where your car broke down so you just moved to Cleveland, Ohio? Right. That's it. That did happen. My car died right in front of the Ohio, uh, the exit to the Ohio Turnpike. That's right. Still had to pay Wait. the toll, even though I was getting towed. Hold on, that happened to me. Oh God! I was coming back to Pittsburgh. And I think I had just gotten over the Ohio border and my car broke down and and I had car full of people. We were coming back from my show in Cleveland. So something similar happened to me. That is wild. It's yeah. My whole transmission just decided it wasn't meant for the world anymore. Me too. (laughs) Oh my God. How funny. And now I just live in Cleveland because I have stiff traps. Yep. (laughs) Not, Not actually, but you know, that happens. And that car is still on the side of the road somewhere. We, we fudged some details, but that's that's how we like to remember it. Right. Came out yeah, to visit us to, and just stayed. That's great. I, I have to ask, what kind of car was it? A PT Cruiser. Okay, oh that God, was that was mine. That was, okay, I was. <laughs> I was going to say if it was the same car, that'd be wild. No, mine was mine was a Mazda, which is kind of interesting because those are supposed to last forever. But oh yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, mine didn't. I didn't make it to a hundred thousand miles. I'm still bitter about that, but. <laughs> it's fine. I think that's some shit. All right. Uh up next uh is uh so I think it's it says Jay Z on my on this thing, but it could be JC. I don't know. This thing's weird sometimes. Hello, this is Jay Z and just kinda of leave a message for the runway and that is I just saw them at the Enjoy show. They were in top form in their match and continue to be one of my favorite tag teams to Calvin and Tyler. I love you both. Keep doing what you're doing. I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Also, you you owe me for the cleaning bills for the glitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. So we will preface this by there actually wasn't glitter. We were covering glitter, but there wasn't glitter in the match. So we don't owe him. No- we owe them nothing for the cleaning bills. But also. <laughs> If they're all so worried about it, why are we still, why did we get put on first? Everybody was coming out, coming back, covered in confetti, mindsets, whatever. I mean, I mean, I've never been having fun with the uh, confetti uh, throughout the the show, throwing it on my friends. So, see, like, it's fun for everybody. You know, I don't know why people are just, you know, okay. They got got free gifts, basically. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We, we gave them. Yeah, like we didn't even charge them to take. We didn't charge anyone to take that with them. So, like, come on. It's it was. Ju- you know what? It, it was just as hot of a commodity as the confetti that was at the Taylor Swift concert. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna I say. mean, the only person that we would purposefully, you know, do it for is Lee. Oh God, Lee Moriarty hates glitter. <laughs> <laughs> he will Every not time- come near. Either of us, whenever we have glitter on, even if it's after our match and the glitter's off, he will not come near us. He also gets really mad when he's after us on the show because then he knows he's getting covered in glitter because it's all in the ring. 
<laughs> you know what though? I'll say this. Some of the uh, some of the locker room loves it because whenever they go home and their significant others are like, Why are you covered in glitter? And they're like, Calvin and Tyler, we wrestled them tonight. I, I, we're just doing we're just helping them out. All right. We're helping the boys out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We're helping the whatever they do after after the show is their business, but we're just helping the boys out. So if they go to the strip club after the show, as long as they front with you beforehand, because they can confirm that story, they're good. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. But they should probably make sure their significant others know who we are before they say that. That's yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying. Show photos because yeah. I've gotten messages before where somebody has told us it's like I had to explain to them who I wrestled and then I showed you their photo and they were, my spouse went, Oh, it makes sense. And then just, you know, <laughs> forgot they were mad about the glitter. Oh, we're doing, my. God, we're, doing we're, we're doing God's work. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our final caller of the night, uh, the one, the only stand from Burlington. It is now purple belt time. Hold on to your hat. Hi, it's me, Stan. From Burlington. I don't know if you remember me. Hey, I know I like to talk about my hometown of Burlington a lot. You probably can tell that Burlington is a really small town that just seems to be frozen in time in sort of a bygone era. That's why I like to point out that I am not hip or cool or young like Sweet Marcy is. So, last week when I went on social media to see what this week's show was going to be and I saw The <laughs> Runway, I thought, oh wow. An aviation-themed show. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they are going to talk about EV tall, electric vertical takeoff and landing helicopters. Or maybe <laughs> Sully is going to be on. <laughs> then I remembered you sometimes talk about wrestling on this show. I figured this must be a tag team made up of two pilots. Like 9 to 5 are supposed to be disgruntled financial service workers. This gimmick is two disgruntled pilots. Or one pilot and one flight attendant. And they look real, talking about the poor manners of the American flying public. Oh. <laughs> Pictured Steve Goff in the middle of the ring saying, Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for takeoff. Here are <laughs> McDonald Douglas and Bo Ing. The runway. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I had a lot of aeronautic jokes to make. I did. And right after medication time, I ran down to the Burlington house for a few gimlets, hoping that in the pills and the booze I would loosen up a bit. And I was talking to Roy Farris, the daytime bartender, about my call, when he suddenly said, No, Stan, I bet you they are models, like fashion runways, like fancy people. I bet that's the gimmick. So I looked them up on Twitter. Sure enough, old Roy was right. So that begs the question of the runway. What on earth are you doing on this show? Three out of four hosts haven't bought a pair of new dungarees since the second term of George W. Bush. kid from Kid Play at the first MTV Movie Awards. The only reason the word model comes up on this podcast is when various reviewers or callers point out that the only modeling being done is modeling the exact example of exactly what not to do on a podcast. Oh, let me be honest. As with all guests who appear, I usually assume it's because Charlie Butters has something unsavory on them, and they are doing this rather reluctantly, possibly <laughs> against their will. Here's some advice. Put an A directly in the middle of your name and do that. Run away. 
Shut down computers and pretend you never crossed paths with this absurd collection of breakfast club style riffraff. <laughs> Speaking of running away, I just assumed that's why Marcy wasn't on the show last week. I assumed she finally broke free of the mind control, and you guys had Ed on to just to act like, oh, nothing to see here. Oh, well. Marcy, I did. But I'm sad to see you're back. Marcy, you can do this. You can be free. Okay, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> oh my god uh, that, that Stan really lot. likes me now huh I think Stan loves you Marcy Stan, Stan Corey, like, you're the only one Stan like does he wait, think, wait 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 does he like me like he likes Malcolm <laughs> I don't I don't know Marcy I think you guys have a special kind of relationship I think him I, and Malcolm and Dom have a different sort of relationship okay I'm just going to throw this out there. When right I now. drove to Indiana the other uh, the other day, there I passed a Burlington, Kentucky. I'm going to throw that out there. Nope, I don't think that's it. Small town in the Not middle the, of nowhere. Runway comment. <laughs> I mean, that I know a Burlington in Massachusetts, and I'm trying to wipe the tears from laughing so hard. Off my <laughs> that um, was a lot to process. Oh, I hope you enjoy it. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the runaway thing is hilarious because that's actually what. Some people put on like posters, so like as who it is, and we have to like message them like that's not our our name, please. Or we also we also get the runways a lot, mm-hmm. like plural, hmm. which I I'm not really I don't understand. Oh, now, hey, now, what the pilot talk- sounds like Bill Ding, the evil architect that Disco Inferno came up with. Uh, Dan, and you keep your day job coming up with names. The gimmick is so fucking bad. <laughs> Now would you? Now would you also, guys, consider becoming pilots? You'd still be models, but you'd be like you'd be right. like a dual thing, like right. <laughs> no, your pilots I'm, are I'm... also model. When they go to rise, they're pilots. When they come back to enjoy <laughs> the yeah. runway models, no, I, I would be a I would be a flight attendant. I would be a flight attendant. I'm too cute to slip behind that door. <laughs> <laughs> we might gay, have something gay, here. Gay flight attendants, chef's kiss. I don't know where they find the time, but they're always usually really attractive. I it's just really like weird. the I just like the name Bo Ing. <laughs> <Right? laughs> so good. God, yes. That's, oh, wait, that's, which I'm, one of us is which I'm one of Bo us is Ng, Bo? Because there's, yeah. I'm Bo Ing because there's no like that's hilarious. <laughs> we we obviously know by the story you told before that I love metaphor name, metaphorical yeah. names. You look like a bow. You could keep that one you can keep that one for free. I'm gonna take you saying that I look like a bow as a compliment. That's because my trainer's name is Bell. Yeah, never mind. I want the compliment. <laughs> Damn it. Well, well, we uh, we are ready at this point for uh, for plugs. So, Ooh. runway, plug away. Give us where you're going to be, where you where you are, what you're doing. Give us your merch, uh, email, everything. <clears throat> yeah, of course, Tyler. Would you like me to take the lead on this one? Yeah, you're the smart one. Oh, right. Go ahead, okay. Sean. Thank you for that. Okay. Um, so we have some fun stuff coming up in July. We are going to be at uh, RWA, the Renegade Wrestling Alliance, on July 8th. Um, we are also going to be at the next Enjoy Wrestling sponsored event, Taco Mania, at the end of the, of July. I uh, Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that is July 30th? Does that sound right? I think, yeah, it's like a, it's Sunday, right? We have like I think a it's triple, a Sunday. We have like a triple, we have like three shows that weekend. This week, this week though, we are going to be at uh, 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 eight eighty, right? 
That's oh key. yeah. Yes. We love we're 880. At 880. We're at 880 Thursday. And then we're also at 880 on Friday. Um, it's going to be a little bit different from my understanding. We are not going to be a, we're not going to be tag team on Thursday night. We're both going to have singles matches. Mm. So we're, I know I'm going to have to go back in the archive to figure out what I used to get into as a singles wrestler. Time for Boeing to get ready I'm to just go. Saying it's a great opportunity <laughs> for mm-hmm. Boeing to debut. Uh, <laughs> you, you might, you might see little Hercules come out. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, then we are going to be teaming up again on Friday. So anyone that's in the 880 area, if you don't, uh, you know, if you're set, upset that you don't get to see us be a tag team on Thursday, come back out Friday and we'll, uh, we'll be back to our antics. And what about you guys have merch uh, merch store? What do you got for your uh, for your links? Twitter yeah, also. So we we do have a pro wrestling tees account. Um, I believe all of our tag team merchandise is under Calvin Couture's store. Is that correct, Tyler? Uh, we have one of we have a, a shirt under Tyler Klein as well. If you search us, you'll see Calvin has um, two of our newer um, that we had on our merch tables. I have one that's a pro wrestling tees sort of exclusive. Um, that we haven't gotten uh, made in bulk yet. We're hoping to. We need some more shirts. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that's going to be our merch store. I have our um, my Twitter and the Runway Twitter, Tyler underscore Klein, and the Runway, I'm sorry, Runway Wrestling on Twitter, as well as um, Instagram, uh, the underscore Tyler underscore Klein, and the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Runway Wrestling on Instagram. Excellent. Well, this was this was really fun. We really and appreciate. Calvin has his. <laughs> ah, go ahead, Calvin. No, you got it, one more? Yeah, we keep it easy. Um, on Twitter, we're the same. So he's at Ty- you're what at Tyler underscore Klein, correct? Mm-hmm. And I'm at Calvin underscore Couture. And um, if you just search Calvin Couture on Instagram, you'll definitely find me. Excellent. Well, we we again, we really appreciate you coming on. You gave us a lot of good stuff tonight, and uh, and it was really fun. And we look forward to seeing you this weekend at eight eighty. And uh, all the enjoy shows and everything else that you guys are up to. So thank you again, and uh, we'll see you uh, see you at the shows. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. All, all right, right. trying to be Plus. sassy. We get it. Plus. <laughs> I try. You can all find right. oh, more. Right. Sorry, plugs. You, Go ahead. You find me on Twitter, Instagram, OnlyFans, and now Blue Sky at E Girl Femboy Boy spelled B O I. Listen to my other podcast, X Over. It is Street Fighter Month. We just dropped our episode reviewing Street Fighter Alpha movie. That movie kind of sucks, but it was a fun review. So check it out. Also, <laughs> this Wednesday, we are doing a live stream up on Twitch, uh, doing Street Fighter Alpha Generations, trying to hopefully maybe get a little more uh, Street Fighter goodness out there. Uh, and also, if you, I have it linked on my Twitter, post it on top. I'm still running my GoFundMe. It is Pride Month. If you're an ally, show your true support. Uh, I'm getting laser removal, and I am one broke bitch. I could really use all your help. <laughs> Even it's just spreading the word out. So many people already have helped so much, and as I say every time, I appreciate it so, so much. So uh, thank you, everyone. Yeah, you can find me at Instagram at jhawk1539, Twitter, Twitch, and now TikTok at RefJayhawk. That's really all I got going on right now. I don't have any show for a little while, so... I'm Charlie underscore butters on both Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's all I got going on. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash IW guide. 
and you can find me on Twitter or on Instagram at jgold12. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And our Twitter handle, IWGuide1. Don't go to IWGuide. That is not us. The YouTube page that Marcy's worked extremely hard on. And don't forget our new Patreon account, patreon.com backslash IWGuide. And the merch store over at brainbustertees.com. Wear our faces on your bodies and check out the stand from Burlington line. Um, it's always good to wear some uh, purple belt stuff on your body. Um, check out our podcast friends at, uh, which were at odds with wrestling, the super fantastic podcast. The card is going to change wrestling. Cheers. X over. If you catch my griff and hi, a bussy, a wrestling adjacent podcast. Check out our other friends, JCP designs, the official graphic designer of the indie wrestling guide, PW time capsule toys, toy Ohio, which was very successful last weekend, rubber city toys, big Starks brand set tab photo and smoking Jay's barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio quote, and and Paul Heyman once said to JBL, the only reason you were a WWE champion for a year because Triple H didn't want to work too today. Mm. Thanks, Dave. Support independent wrestling. We'll catch you all later. Spicy. Later. Later, dweebs. Thoughts with